Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm your host, Talia, aka your dating app partner in crime. If you're new to the show, welcome. On Dating Intentionally, I'm helping you create meaningful connections in a way that truly aligns with your goals and values while having a great time. Today, I'm trying something new. I'm going to read some of the DMs I get from folks with dating dilemmas and answer them here. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I love when you slide into my DMs with your dating questions. You can always find me on Instagram at dating.intentionally if we haven't chatted yet. So I've been doing some sporadic episodes while in the process of exiting my company Workweek Lunch, which I sold in early May. Regular weekly episodes and possibly more will come back probably in September after I moved to California with my boyfriend, GB. Lots to talk about there. And I do want to get to these messages. So stay tuned for a lot more about moving in with my boyfriend after one year and my professional transition away from owning a meal planning company. Today's topics include what happens when you hit three months and they still aren't sure about you, tips for divorce daters, what to do when they're great but you don't feel a spark, dating someone who has different moral and ethical values, and what to do if you have absolutely no dating experience. So I'm going to read these messages and then share my thoughts. All right. The first one. Hey, Talia, I would love to get your feedback on this. I was seeing a guy for three months consistently. He planned every week, one to two times, and he made an effort to text daily even while we were out of town. On one of our last dates, he told me his dating history. He had an ex that he thought he would marry, but they broke up in January. I inquired if he was over his ex-girlfriend, and he said he wasn't when we first started talking on Hinge and on our first date, but now he is getting over it finally, in quotes. I let it go, and then two weeks later, I said I wanted to have an open and honest conversation about where he stands and if he foresees anything happening since I don't want to waste my time. I feel like three months of consistent dating and over 15 dates and talking daily is enough time to have this conversation. His response was that he is interested, but he still doesn't know what he wants. Do you think it's time to let it go and keep it moving? Thanks so much. Wow. Okay. Yes, absolutely. A three months of consistently dating and being in contact is the time to have this conversation, if not before. If I was in the situation, I would be ready to walk away. I don't believe it's worth waiting for someone to decide they want to be with you after that long. Maybe it's acceptable after a few dates when it's super early, like when you're still figuring each other out to date just to see and still be on the fence. But at the three month mark, that's significant. At that point, you should know if you want to actually have a committed, defined relationship with that person. No, it's not about marriage and like super, super long term, but at three months, like you should know if you're like, okay, I want to actually do this relationship thing with this person. So the person writing in didn't share what their response was in the message, like the guy's response, but it sounds like she left it open for discussion, which is good. It's worth having another conversation and I suggest telling him where you are at. What do you want? What are your intentions for this relationship? And see if he can meet you there. If he can't, then walk. When you leave the decision up to one person, which I think a lot of women do because we're kind of told to wait for the guy to move things forward, you're backing them into a corner and taking all of your power away. So my advice is to tell him what you want and what your relationship goals are and see how he reacts. I was in the situation once where I went out with a guy five or six times and he treated me like a girlfriend. Like I I felt like, wow, I'm getting boyfriend vibes from him. But I knew he had just gotten out of a 10-year relationship a few months prior, so I was very wary. And I told him 
that I was ready to commit to someone, but that if I was his friend, I would tell him to date more people. I'm pretty sure I was his first date after his breakup. He said he was on the fence and he wanted something more ambiguous rather than a defined relationship at the time. So I walked. I didn't want to wait for him to make up his mind. So I hope this helps after three months. Definitely have these conversations. Have another conversation. Tell him where you're at and then see what he says. And let me know how it goes. Please follow up. I'd love to hear how it goes. All right, here's the next one. This person writes, I listened to a few few of your podcasts today and I have been thinking about DMing you my dilemma. Love it. Great. She writes, okay, so I'm young. I'm 28 and and divorced. I got divorced last year after four years of dating and four years of marriage. I've been casually re-entering the dating pool and it's very different now than it was last time I was single. Any tips for divorce daters? I just want to say right off the bat, People won't care if you're divorced, and the ones that do are not for you. Take out the word divorce and fill in anything else that you have in your life, like fill in that blank there, because a lot a lot of people won't care, and the ones that do, just they're not for you. So yes, today's dating culture is wild, and it's like it's like the Wild West. There's a lot of rules, but there's also no rules, and I recommend diving in with zero expectations. Go into dating with the intention of experimentation and learning. Learn which date dynamics feel good to you and which ones don't. And I think when you first start dating after a long relationship, whether you were married or not, it's best to use it as a way to learn about yourself rather than to find another relationship right away. As for bringing up divorce, I recommend bringing it up when dating history comes up, which it usually does on the apps or on a first or second date. Giving each other a brief, broad overview of your dating history is pretty standard in early dating or when you're first talking. It gives a lot of context. You don't need to go into any details. Just say you got married young and it didn't work out. Being divorced is not a red flag. I went out with a few guys who were divorced in their early 30s and it never fazed me. To me, it's pretty much the same as a breakup after a long relationship, except there was more commitment on some level. I hope this helps. Good luck out there. Get out there and let me know how it goes. Okay, this one is very relatable. Let's dive in. She writes, Hi, I've never messaged a podcast before, but I saw your story about podcast answers and thought this might be something other people could relate to. Yes, definitely. Okay, she writes, I've had a couple of dates with a woman and we get on really well and we have similar values and priorities. Our dates have been really fun and we've kissed, but I don't feel a quote unquote spark and she is objectively attractive, but I just don't feel any huge desire to get physical. Should we just be friends? Should I give it more time to see if my attraction develops? Should I try to get more physical and see if it feels good or I get the ick? My previous dating history has been two long-term monogamous relationships with men. I'm bi. And I think I got into those because I was excited to be chosen more than anything. So I'm newly trying to navigate my attraction as an adult as well as exploring my sexuality. Great message. Love the self-awareness. And this is very common. You know, no matter what your sexuality is or your dating history, like going into these dating situations and not feeling a spark or not feeling physical attraction, it's a huge issue. So first off, I just want to say that you don't have to be friends with everyone you date just because there's a good platonic connection. I'm a big believer in choosing your friends thoughtfully, similar to how we choose partners thoughtfully and with intention. Your friends are not just your leftover dates who you didn't like that way. you know. I also don't think you can really just be friends if one person is attracted to or has feelings for the other person, which she might, but this DM didn't say. So hot take, 
If you're dating for a relationship, not feeling any desire to get physical like in the first one to three dates does not mean they're not a good match. Sometimes it takes time to get to know someone, build trust, and build a more emotional connection before we feel that way, especially in this case where you're exploring your sexuality, right? It might take a little bit longer for everything to kind of click into place. Give it time. Yes, sometimes it's automatic and you feel that physical attraction right away. But wanting to jump someone's bones the second you lay an eye on them isn't a reason to get into a relationship with them either. Try to not get too hung up on this as a, in like the first five dates or so. Here's how to know if you should see someone again when you're on the fence and there's no spark and you're dating for a relationship. You enjoy spending time with them. Talking to them is easy and not forced. You have stuff in common like values, goals, or hobbies, which also makes spending time with them more fun. You look forward to seeing them again, and they don't trigger your anxiety. That's it. Could that be a spark? You know, all that combined, that sounds pretty good to me. And no, you should not get physical to try to ignite the spark. It does not work that way and will make things really messy when they just don't have to be. I didn't feel a spark with 90% of the people I went out with on the first or second date. And it was so satisfying when the spark grew with my boyfriend, GB, on our third in-person date. Instead of chasing the spark, I was focused on finding someone who could meet my needs in a partner. Take the spark off your checklist and trust that it will show up with the right person. And if it doesn't, move on. I'd say give it five dates max. You know, keep go, like go up to five dates if you're still having a good time on dates with them. And if I date five, you still don't feel any desire to get physical with them, then all right, move on. I also want to suggest having dates that are not like just drinks or a restaurant or, you know, like where you're sitting. Sometimes to build desire and see if you're attracted to someone, you have to get them in different environments. So try doing something active. Try going to a show. Get into different environments and see if maybe seeing them in a new environment does spark something for you. Okay, the next one's kind of heavy. All right, this person writes, Hey, Talia, just wondering what you think about conflicting moral and ethical values. I'm thinking stuff like feminism, climate change, abortion, politics, etc. He's a really nice person, and I feel we get along really well, except for conversations on the above topics. It's clear we have very different ideas. I am very left-leaning, and he is more moderate. This is tough, and I think it comes down to how much you care about the values you disagree on. Since you're messaging me about it, you clearly care. Speaking for myself... I personally would not feel safe in a relationship who doesn't understand and agree with the fundamentals of feminism, or if they're not on the same page as me on abortion, LGBTQIA rights, and other political issues that affect education and voting. You don't have to make it work with someone who is, in your words, nice and that you get along with, but don't see eye to eye on all these important issues, especially the ones that directly affect you as a woman. You can find someone who's nice that you get along with who is also on the same page as you about these issues. Look, relationships are hard enough. And no, you will never find anyone who agrees with you on everything and is the perfect match in every way. But we could choose what to accept and what to not accept in a partner. This isn't a political example, but I wanted to be with someone who loves travel because I didn't want to have to struggle with my partner every time I wanted to go on a trip and they didn't want to. Choosing to be with this person is choosing to have disagreements about this stuff often. And is that really what you want to have as a core conflict in your relationship? That's just some food for thought. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you have a take, please DM me. Totally open for discussion here. All right. Here's the last one. And again, very relatable. I do get this kind of message a lot. She writes, 
I am a 33-year-old woman and I have next to none dating experience. I want to put myself out there, but I'm afraid. I feel like I'm so inexperienced and I can't start anywhere. Wow, can I relate? And I really feel for you and I want you to know you're not alone. I get a lot of messages like this and I know some people in real life who are my friends who are amazing in their 30s and have never been on a date. I can totally get how the longer you go without jumping in, the scarier it is. Dating can feel so scary sometimes even as someone who's done it a lot. Like it can be scary. It can be it's it's vulnerable, right? You are putting yourself out there. I'm going to assume here that maybe you've psyched yourself out a bit about dating and after all this time it feels impossible to get started. But early dating is just about getting to know a person and they're going to go get to know you. You can go as slow as you want. And to the person writing in, please know there's nothing wrong with you and that you're dateable. I think it's amazing that you want to put yourself out there. So here are some tips. The only way to get over this fear is to face it and actually go on a date. I know it's not what you want to hear, but it's true. I think dating apps are great because they're low pressure, but yes, they're overwhelming. So I understand why that might not be your first go-to. But you don't have anything to lose by trying. And if you go back to the second episode of this podcast, I have a whole step-by-step guide on how to get started with dating apps. Everything from making a good profile to messaging and getting to a date is in that episode. I recommend listening to that before diving into dating apps so you know what to expect and some of the easy mistakes to avoid. Another option is to ask your friends, family, or anyone in your life you feel comfy with to set you up on a date. You can also reach out to a matchmaker or try a speed dating event with a friend for fun. I think if you go to a speed dating event with a friend, that could be more of an activity to do with your friend than like a dating thing, if that makes sense. And that could be a good way for you to ease into it in a lighthearted, fun, silly way and bond with your friend. And here's the last tip. Just take the pressure off yourself. A first date is basically a vibe check. You're not getting married. You're not in a relationship. You're just seeing like, is this a person I want to get to know more? There's usually not a ton of romance and you don't have to get super vulnerable. You really don't have anything to lose. By the way, if anyone asks you about your relationship history, just say you have not been focusing on dating and let them know what you have been focusing on in life. I'm sure you have a full life with lots of things going on. And just because you've never been in a relationship doesn't mean you're going to be a bad date or a bad partner. Just because someone's been in many relationships doesn't mean they're going to be a good partner. Have compassion for where you are in life. Everyone is on their own timeline and it's not a race. With that, I'm going to stop here. Let me know what you think of this format. Is it helpful? Reach out to me on Instagram at dating.intentionally and share your thoughts. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, or leave a review. We'll be back with more regular episodes soon and your feedback means a ton to me. It helps me make this podcast as helpful as possible. Thanks again and I'll catch you next time.